Welcome back to another episode of our podcast, Film Junkies with Griffin Trey. As always, I'm Griffin Schroeder. And I am Trey Soboleski. And we've got a pretty exciting episode for you guys today. It's uh, one of my favorite holidays of the year. I don't know if this is considered a holiday, Griffin. I consider it one, so. Well, the Oscars are a pretty uh, pretty big time for uh, film junkies like ourselves. They are. Um, but uh, I guess, Griffin, take it away with your favorite holiday. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about this year. Um, every year, as far as the Oscars are concerned, I try and see as close to all of the the movies nominated as I can. Um, and this year, I actually got really close. Um, I uncovered um, a couple ways to see short films, um, which I had not known about before. Um, that I'll, I'll give a shout out to them in the beginning. Actually, uh, the DIA, Detroit Institute of Arts, if you're in Michigan, as most of our listeners, I'm sure, are because it's kind of secluded to our family and friends at this point. But um, we're gonna blow up one of these. Oh days. yeah, one of these days. Number shout one on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no. So the DIA every year, I found out shows all of the Oscar uh, short films that are nominated, both live action and animated. Um, and I actually had a chance to take my girlfriend Cassie. Shout out Cassie. Haven't given her a shout out yet. Um, Bad boyfriend. <laughs> but I had a chance to take her uh, last weekend. We went and saw it. Um, it was awesome. We got to see all ten of them. Um, there was an intermission in between the two sections of them, and we just had a great time. I saw a lot of incredible short films this year, um, and so I'm excited to talk about those. And uh, I did not get the invite, so uh, That's, I, I stayed home. You got the invite, Trey. Come I did on. not get the invite. What? Whatever. Anyway, um, so we're going to move on to the way we're going to break this down, just to give you guys a little insight onto our method to our madness this episode um i'm gonna go through trey and i are gonna go through each category of the oscars uh this year we're gonna read off to you the nominees for each category and then we're gonna if it was in the golden globes because not all of the awards that are in the golden globes are in the oscars if it was in the golden globes we'll tell you who won that award and then i'll give you my idea of who i think should win and And i'll give you mine as well right and then i'll give you who i think the uh the academy is gonna pick because the academy picks a little bit different than uh the average movie viewer does um sometimes it can get a little bit more political um and over the years i kind of have a good idea though from watching Oscars and watching a lot of these movies i can kind of every year when i make my list it's like here's who i think should win Here's who I think is actually going to win. No, so. I, and I know that uh, from from seeing your picks against my picks, sometimes I just go with what my gut tells me is going to be going to be winning. And you are picking from more of the academy's standpoint. And For the most part, yeah. you tend to beat me every year, which <laughs> pisses me off. But I will give you the credit for that, and I think you make more politically driven. Uh, picks. Yeah, I'm, last year I actually only got two picks uh, wrong in all categories, which I was pretty that's, proud of. That's actually pretty impressive yeah. for for somebody that doesn't even watch the Oscars or something like that. Two picks wrong is fantastic. Last year was great. I really enjoyed that, but but this year I'm really excited because we have a Marvel film. And I'm a couple a, of them in the running. Yeah, I'm a huge Marvel we universe uh, yeah. fan and. I'm very excited to see that uh, uh, Black Panther is up there uh, for Best Picture. Yep, fantastic film. It's a great movie. You know, I I'm love excited the whole... they broke that mold. It's I, yeah. I think over the last couple of years, it's been the Academy. Like you said, like I tend to pick towards them, and I know how those kinds of people think. It's a little bit more prestigious, a little bit more borderline pretentious sometimes. And so, superhero movie or like a Netflix movie or you know those it's streaming not, sites weren't good classic. enough for them for it's a lot. Yeah, classic, right. And so um, I, I I still can see that in a lot of the movies that when I see the ones that are nominated, it's like, okay, this one, yeah, it makes sense that, you know, this year that Roma was nominated for double absolutely. digits of Oscars. Yeah, that's where yeah, the Academy goes. Yeah, but I mean, when, when, when you have something like Black Panther that breaks into that from something that was literally just a comic book, yeah. um, nothing more than a child's story, mm-hmm. uh, you're really opening the door for a lot more things. I mean, obviously Netflix had... Uh, had their time and uh, they had, they're coming they're coming or, you into know they're, the, into they're the coming into Amazon yeah, yeah. Studios as well I mean Amazon Amazon which cleaned is up with newer. Manchester by the Sea yeah uh, last year a couple years ago now um, Netflix actually is nominated with Roma um, mm-hmm. which they they produced uh, as well as two of the documentary short films that are nominated for Oscars did not realize that yeah good, so good. they're in there. Um, and which is cool too because for our listeners like we talk about I mean I go to the movies all the time I see 
Like I've seen thousands of movies in my life at, to this point. Like I, I'm always recommending, I'm always watching. And so I, I realize that a lot of people don't go and see as many movies as I can. So I love the idea that streaming apps or sites like Netflix and Amazon are having movies that are allowed to be into these award shows because then people can go and see it. You know, it's not because how many, how many people do you know are getting Oscar nominated selection movies sent to their house? Like people don't get those unless you write for a a publication. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about you Griffin, but uh, the way that I watch the majority of these films (laughs) May or may not have been legal. <laughs> it's blurry. The lines are blurry. Yes, we're not very sure. blurred. Uh, we're we're talking Robin thick blurred lines here. Oh God! Bringing it back. Oh, wow. There. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, I was able to see a lot of them because I was a uh, part of Movie Pass for a while this year. If you yeah, you were. I'm this. not. I, well, I was, and then they realized yeah. that oh, um, there are some people like me who will actually go and see 20 movies a month, and so our $10 a month subscription really isn't worth it. And then they lost all of their money, and now they're not worth it anymore. But All right, so Griff, uh, where do you <laughs> want to start off here? You want to uh, Do you want to start with actor in a leading role? I'm down for that, yeah. All right, so I mean, we're going to be doing about as much hosting here as uh, the absentee host of the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be reading through all of these we were nominees. For the call, but we never got it. Uh, yeah, it's it seems that our podcast hasn't took off in time. <laughs> um, maybe next year. Yeah, as far as uh, as best actor goes, um, the nominees for the Oscars this year for best actor are Christian Bale in Vice, Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe in At Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. Um, And then to give you guys some comparison, Rami Malek won the Golden Globe for his role as Freddie Mercury in the drama category uh, at the Golden Globes, and then Christian Bale won in the comedy-slash-musical category for his role as um, Dick Cheney in Vice. Which is funny, because shouldn't really be a comedy there, Vice. Yeah, that's, that that's one thing we've talked about is, like, the Golden Globes need to figure something out with that. It's, like, either either get rid of it or adjust it, because we see it so many times where it's, like, okay, they decided who they wanted to be nominated for the the best one, which is the drama category, and then it's, like, okay, but this film was really good, too, and this actor was really good, too, so, so we'll just, throw them in comedy or musical regardless of if it was funny number or two. musical. It's, it's a silver medal. Yeah, because if you look at this, like... Drama, probably closer to a movie about Dick Cheney. Musical, probably closer to Bohemian Rhapsody, a movie all about Queen. But you have the nominees flipped. It doesn't make any sense Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure really uh, yeah. where they're pulling from there. But, right. you know, whatever. It, it won its globe. It um, did. Um, but that's so, one thing. We'll, why don't we talk about it from the beginning here? Because off, off mic here, I've already told Trey and anybody else that'll listen to me. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'll say this from the beginning here. I am a huge Queen fan. I love all their music. I I love them to death. All right? And I was so excited for Bohemian Rhapsody. And don't get me wrong, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't I didn't even really dislike it. I think that the movie was pretty good overall. Yeah. I'm I'm also a Queen fan yeah. myself. I thought that the movie was very good. It did a great job um from all of the historical knowledge that I have of Queen, right. you know, going into it prior, I think that it did a very good job of uh, encapsulating all of it, putting it in yeah. one, you know, biopic. I mean, and with that, Rami Malek's performance was great. Absolutely, and the transformation was awesome. Uh, the transformation was amazing, uh, even down to the teeth. The oh, teeth. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you know anything about this online, uh, everything online was a buzz about the fact that Rami Malek put in a pair of fake teeth mm-hmm. uh, that matched his abnormally large teeth, and how he had to wear them offset yeah. just to become comfortable with them. Which I learned, fun fact, is that uh, Freddie Mercury actually had four additional incisors in his mouth. And so he had, like, more teeth than the normal person, and he could have gotten surgery to have them removed, but declined because legitimately it increased his vocal range. That guy probably just demolished salads. (laughs) It can only be imagined what... Oh, God. That's what we come to. Salads. Yep. The whole time Trey was watching Bohemian Rhapsody, he was just thinking about... (laughs) Broccoli. The amount amount of just... Tooth terror. Spinach? That- <laughs> oh my god. Feel for those plants. Um, 
But yeah, no. So I don't want to tear the film down because it's about a, a, a band that I love. Like, I love their music. And, and I recognize that I think maybe a part of it might be that, like, I was so excited for this movie that maybe I overhyped it in my head. But at the same time, like, we looked at critic reviews. It, it wasn't incredible as far as the reviews go. Yeah, uh, IMDb. It got an 8.2, which is pretty good. That's actually on the higher end uh, of the best picture category mm-hmm. uh, on IMDb. Uh, but Rotten Tomatoes, which tends to be a little bit closer to where we side, right? it only got a 61, which is the lowest of all of the best picture right. nominees. Or, or Metacritic, actually. I will point that out. Metacritic is, if you have the IMDb app, um, or if you don't have it, you should get it. Um, I think that's the the best representation of movie reviews um because imdb the app itself allows you to look up just endless amounts of information about movies but they show so the imdb rating is actually a collection of um users of imdb which personally i rate i've rated over i think 1500 different movies uh on that app itself and so when i rate movies those are collected into the imdb rating um and then next to each movie when you look on there it'll show the meta score which is by metacritic.com and metacritic is an is an incredible website what they do is they put together a collection of all of the published film critic reviews for um nationally recognized magazines so you've got your rolling stone your vanity fair your uh new york times um you know any different type of magazine like or publication like that yeah no so i i just think that personally bohemian rhapsody i was very upset during the golden globes when i saw it keep just racking up awards i think that uh the internet kind of got whipped into a frenzy with that one too yeah um Everybody saw Malik's performance and mm-hmm. just thought that it was so amazing. And then the people that didn't see it saw all of those people that were just going on Twitter, going on Facebook, yeah. and just this storm brewed around it. And although I think that it's a fantastic performance, a fantastic film, I'm not sure if it lives up to all of the internet hype. As far as history goes now, it's a Golden Globe winner, but I don't think it should be an Oscar winner. And that's something we've talked about. Is Hot the, take. The, the prestigiousness. I didn't even think it should be a Golden Globe frontrunner. I was like, and we talked about, I get serious about my picks for these award shows. And I was upset when it kept winning all these Golden Globes because I just don't understand, like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't think, I don't, I love, I love the idea of a movie about Queen, but I think it was more so a couple hours of like tribute music with a really good rendition of Freddie Mercury in it. But with that being said, I think that we'll get down to our picks here. So like I said, we're going to do who I think should win the award, who Trey thinks should win the award, and then who I personally think will actually win the award from the Academy. So, um, for our first pick, uh, for best actor, um, as I said, uh, the Golden Globe went to Rami Malek for the drama category and Christian Bale in the comedy musical. Should win. I think it should go to either Bradley Cooper or Christian Bale, heavily leaning towards Bradley Cooper. And- yeah, well, we got a couple other guys in the category, too. Um, so it's Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper. You have Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe. Uh, <laughs> for At Eternity's Gate, which is also a fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Um but I think he's going to get overlooked in this because there are just so many big names that are overtaking this right, right now. Um, then obviously Rami Malek and then Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, which we'll he's unpack incre- that one a little bit later. Actor, but yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I got stuff to say so, about Green Book. So what's, your, uh, what's Griffin's final pick for actor in a leading role? Bradley Cooper, man. I And I'll give you guys this because I know I, I've got a handful of people that are going to be listening to this episode and wanting me to talk about more why I picked him. We'll say it. We're going to do an episode about A Star is Born. Yeah. Within the next couple of weeks, A Star is Born will be the uh, the next yeah. film review podcast that we do. Yeah. And uh, we already We're came up with really that. We're both really excited about it. Prior, prior to this episode, we are stoked on that this movie That movie's right incredible. Now. I, I have so much stuff to say on that movie. We could do a solo episode where I only talk, and it could be two hours long. I, I have so much stuff to say about that movie. All right, so um, my pick um, is actually also Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I was watching A Star is Born, and the entire time I'm thinking to myself, what can't 
Bradley Cooper do. I think Lady Gaga in that film is good. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic for her first uh, feature film starring role. Yeah. Bradley Cooper steals the show. He's directs the show, yeah. produces it, sings. It. Oh my God, what can't he do? And yeah. then you look at stuff like The Hangover, where he's an absolute moron, yeah. but he's a hot absolute moron. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this guy does everything? Yeah, he's... Really? I've always been a fan of he needs. I, I, considering the fact that he's not up for directing... Oh my God, dude, don't get me started. That's one of the I, biggest I, Oscar snubs. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable that he's not nominated for an Oscar. And I, we, Trey and I talked about it outside of this, and I think it, Trey suggested, and I kind of agree, it might be because maybe it's his first. It's his first. It's and, his first directing. Uh, originally, they wanted Clint Eastwood to uh, take control of this movie, but because of some scheduling differences or maybe differences in opinion as to where this movie was supposed to go uh which we we talked about it we don't want to make this podcast something that dives too far into political aspects of things but in in the history of clint eastwood's movies he's tended to show some of his political sidings with things and watching a star is born i'm so glad that bradley cooper was the one yes. that, that all was right creative we'll, we'll just say uh you know I'm not saying good or bad. Uh, Clint Eastwood tends to side a little writer yeah, with his more films. Conservative. More conservative. Um, but this film I don't think could have no. been done with a conservative twist to it whatsoever. Yeah. It w- it's, a, it's a softer film. Lady Gaga he- actually wasn't attached to it when Clint Eastwood was. And I don't think she would have been if he was the director. So... You know, Beyonce was attached to it at one point. I don't know the politics that go into the actors and actresses. Like we've got a lot to unpack with it, but yeah, we 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 want to talk about this so so bad. Yeah, Um, so we're actually holding back here, right? Um, But with that, we've got as our we're both saying Bradley Bradley Cooper. Cooper, We think is deserving of it, but my Academy will win pick is going to be Rami Malek for. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep, we both agree on that. Yeah, which is hurtful for me to say. But All right, Griff, let's move on to the next one. Do you want to do actress in a leading role? I would love it. All right. Um, and we have a a few nominees here. We have uh, for Roma, and I hope I'm not butchering this, Yalitza Aparicio. Oh, you cannot do a worse job than uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh, oh, that guy. Well, John Travolta's fumbled a few times oh, in he's, his life. Oh, well, at least he wasn't getting a massage that time. <laughs> um, but anyway, we have her uh, for Roma. Which fun fact about her? This was her. This was her acting debut. She was actually a school teacher before this. Would that not be insane that- to just go from like? Teaching kids at like an elementary school or something like that to, to an to academy like six award months winning. later being at the Oscars. Yeah. That is night and day. I mean, I'm sure you're still putting up with childish personalities. Yeah. But <laughs> like, that's just got to be insanely different. How funny would it be? Not funny, sad, but if her career didn't keep going after this and she goes back to teaching and anytime a student had something to say, it's like, mm, raise your hand if you've been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> well, um, Glenn Close probably should say that seven times, right? That is that is right. And some foreshadowing there. But with that, Glenn Close nominated for The Wife. Olivia Coleman nominated for The Favorite. Lady Gaga nominated for A Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy in a serious role for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Glenn Close, um, who won in the drama category. And Olivia Coleman, who won in the comedy slash musical. With that being said, as Trey mentioned, Glenn Close has gotten a lot of nominations as, at the uh, Academy Awards, but has not yet won one. Um, and uh, as far as my pick, I think this is her year. With the, the support of my mom here who gave me a glowing recommendation of her um, performance in that role. I think that this is uh, Glenn Close's year um, for that Oscar. I think she's going to take that one home. And I absolutely agree. Um, this is one of those where she's been up way too many times. I mean, she's 71 at this point. This is going to be one of those ones if she wins, they're not going to put in that uh, playoff music. They're going to let her talk. Yeah. It's the same she, thing with, like, she deserves it. With Leo DiCaprio, even though he's... 
he's not as as old. He hasn't been in the business for as long. But like no. so many people were waiting for him to win an Oscar. And I think that this that is once one. he finally won, it was like, all right, let this dude talk. It's, I think it's going to be the same thing with. Glenn. And I think that this is it. This is hers. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, not just the two of us agree. I think most yeah. people, most of the articles I've that's read, that's my Oscar pick too. Yeah, yeah. the, the Academy is going to pick. I her. think. I think, I, I think it's got to be. Um, um, with that being said, though, uh, supporting. You want to move on to actor, 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 yeah. and supporting role. Uh, so we got uh, Mahershala, Mah- Mahershala, Mahershala Ali for Green Book. We got uh, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star Is Born, and Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. And I was just saying before this podcast started, is there anything that Sam Rockwell can't do? I mean, dude, this guy is one of the best character actors ever. He's hilarious in this film. Yeah. Uh, mainly because he's playing a hilarious uh, historical figure in uh, George W. Bush. Yeah. He does a fantastic does job so of this well. guy. Yeah. Granted, I wasn't really paying attention to politics when George W. Bush was around. Uh, so most of my stuff comes from uh, back reading and stuff. Yeah. But from what I've gathered, uh, he plays him pretty well and he plays him pretty funny. He does. Um, but it's also a serious role in the fact that he's president of the United States. He's. You know, in that he's it does a it does a really good job of shedding some light on how much the paradigm shift of the vice president being a not so important role and the president having all the control, how much that was flipped in that in Bush Cheney presidency. How, how Sam Rockwell's uh Bush kinda gets walked over by a stronger uh Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah. In oh my god, Christian Bale! But I do. Movie, I, yeah. What I'm saying is, I I love Sam Rockwell and yeah, and a lot of his he stuff. Won, he won. He won uh, last year for three billboards. Um, that was he was and incredible he was, in that. Uh, and and that's a completely different role. It's yeah. not like he's he's up for two similar roles. Yeah. Those are I don't want to say night and day because I've already said night and day. One of my one is light and one is dark. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful contrast from Sam Rockwell. But no, I and he's so many roles that are memorable from him for me. One of mine, and this is just a personal thing too. Iron Man two, when he was the head of of uh, that company there, when he that was is not where I thought exactly. you were going with that but one. He, but he, but he, he plays that. it so good. He's in the Marvel universe. He's, yeah, he's he, everywhere. Shout I out, mean, shout out to Eric, by the way, Eric Everly, my best friend. That is one of the most watched movies I've ever had, and he would be remiss if I did not mention that that role. But with that being said, to move on to some background there. The Golden Globe for this category of supporting actor, as much as we talked about Sam Rockwell, it went to Mahershala Ali uh, in Green Book. Who um, has already won an Oscar. Yes, and what I, I actually read into this, um, it looked like some of the biggest or the quickest turnaround for someone to win the same award twice, would be he would be second in line for that because he won for uh, Moonlight, which was an incredible film, came out a few years ago now, um, back in the La La I believe Land. you have a... Uh poster I, I of that in your poster apartment of that and that is one of one of the best films that's on that's on my unbelievable list, Un- list unbelievable sure. film yeah but with that being said he's only he would only be rivaled by tom hanks as far as quickest turnaround to win the same oscar war twice kind of a slouch there i mean yeah not very good yeah yeah subpar actor definitely not the uh co-lead in my favorite movie of all time that we just talked about which one's that <laughs> miracle <laughs> intro episode <laughs> no um yeah so Mahershala Ali um is won the Golden Globe for supporting actor uh and there is some repetition here as far as my pick uh because I am all in on Mahershala Ali in Green Book I thought his performance was incredible I think I'll say this anything that Mahershala Ali is in is incredible in my opinion. I, th- I do love Adam Driver. Yeah. I'm a big Star Wars fan myself. I'm a big girls fan. HBO show. I'm a big girls fan just <laughs> in general. Gender-wise. Um, but no, I do love Adam Driver. I will say with that, performance in Black Klansman was all right. I'll go like, out on this and say Sam Elliott in A Star Is Born was better than Adam Driver in Black Klansman. And that was actually, I was, yeah. I was moving down my Word document here, Griffin. <laughs> Sam Elliott does do a great job. I will say it's not the biggest part. No, it's though. not. But I mean, he, he, when he's on the screen, but, you watch. I mean, and and he's he always, no matter what, he's kind of like Mahershala Ali. Whenever he's on the screen, you're watching it. I mean, because you know I something still, good's gonna. Happen. I still watch the show uh, Ranch with him, and uh, yeah. he's great in that. I mean, just everything he's in. I mean, Who, who's your pick, Trey? 
Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. All right. I want I you know I think he does a great job in that. I but I'm I, I want to know who you think the Academy is going to pick. It's my boy Mahershala. That's who I think is going to win too. Yeah, it's Mahershala. Yeah. So Griff, are you ready to uh, start talking about actress in a supporting role? More than ready. All right. So we got a few nominees here. Uh, we got Amy Adams in Vice, mm-hmm. uh, Marina de Tavaria for Roma, Regina King in uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss. Weiss in The Favorite as well. So obviously The Favorite. Uh, I loved it. Would you say it's The, the favorite? favorite in this category? <laughs> No. Oh, God, I had a hard time even getting that joke out. Yeah, I I wouldn't say that either. Um, Actually, uh, have I ever told you about the time that I met Amy Adams? You texted me, actually, but I want you to tell our our listeners about it. Yeah, at the time, I was was working at a bar, and... I had some pretty bad gas that night. Beautiful start to a story. Yeah, well, it it comes back in. It comes... Or it goes out. Most of my... Most of my stories start with I had pretty bad gas that night. Yep. But it just so happened that uh, Amy Adams and Henry Cavill were in Detroit shooting uh, Batman vs. Superman at the time. Mm-hmm. Terrible and, movie, but continue. Uh, I was uh, 19, 20 years old, serving beers and tacos at a bar, and uh, Amy Adams and her husband walk in the front door, and I just about fart my pants. <laughs> Kid friendly on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> try not to swear. <laughs> um, Amy Adams ends up sitting down in my section, and I am losing my Little mind. Little did she know what she was losing in my mind. I played it cool. I didn't say anything because I'm like, oh, she's a celebrity. She doesn't want me to, you know, bring yeah. it up. And then Superman walks in the bar later, and yeah. I'm like, oh my god, what is going on right now? I'm losing my mind. Amy Adams, Henry Cavill are sitting in, uh, sitting in my section, and I have bad gas. <laughs> I'm serving the table next to Amy Adams. I have to bend over to grab a plate right in front of Amy Adams. And I swear to god, I didn't fart on Amy Adams! <laughs> to my credit, uh, I have a certificate on my wall that says, didn't fart on Amy Adams. <laughs> That's your greatest accomplishment. It was a really weird night. What I'm coming down to is, uh, Amy Adams, you're going to stay a Oscar nominee. Yeah, I don't, year, I don't, least. I don't think that she's going to win for Vice. Who do you got, Trey? I think I'm going to go with uh, shout out Luke Price here. I'm going to go with his girl Emma Stone. That is a bold strategy. I think that Emma does a unbelievable job of making us think that she is British. Mm-hmm. Uh, that accent flawless yeah she's fantastic in just about everything that she does see for me if i were gonna if if it were only between the two nominees the two nominees for the same movie which should say something about that movie uh i would pick rachel weiss over really to be honest with you really i emma stone ends up playing a bigger role but i think that rachel's time on screen is just like so well used but what i'm saying also i farted on her my pick for the Oscar for um, Supporting Actress is in line with the Golden Globe winner, Regina King, for If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, she is incredible. This movie is something that I think this genre of movie should be so much more played out. I am so much more intrigued by the current day struggle of people that, that, that we don't want to talk about being pushed in film. I think film is one of the best art forms that there is. It's one of the best platforms for people to be able to say what what they're thinking, what other people are thinking, what people are thinking, but they don't want to say out loud. I think it's an incredible way to influence people, which there's a lot of films nominated this year that do so, so well in that in that sense. If Beale Street Could Talk is just one example of that, and I think Regina King does an incredible job of bringing that to life. Um, as I said, she won the Golden Globe. She's my pick, and I think she's going to be the Oscars pick as well. Yeah, no, I think you put that really eloquently. Um, This film is, I I mean, obviously I'm saying it about every film. This film's fantastic. This film's (laughs) really, really good. We're we're not talking about it enough because it it hasn't gotten the internet flair that... uh, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody got, you know, Roma. Obviously everyone knows that that's a foreign film. Star is born. But this is just one of those films that is about people 
Yeah, it's reminiscent of fe- Fences from a couple of years ago with Denzel Washington, yeah. where it's kind of secluded to a couple different set spots, but the acting and the script is really what carries it. And uh, this this film deserves everything that it's going to get. Yeah, and, it, uh, if, and it, if anything alone, it gets a discussion started exactly. or continued that needs to happen. And that's uh, and that's one of the things that film does. Yeah, one of my it favorite things. Begins that a discussion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Regina King. With that, should win. Move on to uh, the directing, like we said, uh, which is such a big part of of the way a film goes. Um, for directing, uh, Spike Lee is nominated for a Black Oh, Klansman. Spike Lee! I I heard that he's a, uh, he's a, a Rangers fan. That's what he's known for: is sitting courtside at Rangers at, games. at Rangers games. Yeah, big Rangers yes. guy. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Spike Lee for Black Klansman. Yeah, Spike really? Lee for. Black Klansman, uh, Paul Palakowski for Cold War. Sounds right, coming from Soboleski. Yeah. <laughs> Yargos Lanthimos for The Favorite, Alfonso Carrion for Roma, and Adam McKay for Vice. The Golden Globe went to Alfonso for Roma. I'll say this, like, like I said in the beginning here, Netflix, whoever they have deciding which projects they're going to greenlight is just killing it lately. I love the stand that they're taking in the the films that they're deciding to produce to to, to make. They're they're making great choices here. Anyway, directing the Golden Globe went to Alfonso uh, for Roma. I think it was deserving. That's my pick. Really, um, yes. I'm a big fan of Adam McKay. I personally, I'm just a big fan of him personally. Uh, big I Short. I know. I love. I just love the cuts and the stuff that he. I can't does. argue against Adam I, McKay. I'm just saying. When you I, watch I'm not, Roma, I'm not arguing with when you, you watch Roma, I'll say this about Roma: I think it was slow, but I think it was intentionally slow, and I think the story, I think the writing, and the story itself could have been stronger. But I think that the directing and the cinematography specifically made that movie so incredible, and I think that's the real reason why this why this film was nominated for so many Oscars, and I think it's one hundred percent deserving of the of that Oscar. And is that who you think the uh, the Academy oh, yeah. is going to? Yep. All right. Well, I agree with that. I would and love so to see Adam McKay win it. That's my personal pick. But I think uh, if we're going solely from the Academy's pick, it's probably going to be Roma. Where do you want to go Crap. next, Trey? I don't know. Uh, how about cinematography? Let's go into cinematography. Yeah, why because, not? Uh, because we got a repeat here, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, For cinematography, we have Cold War, which is a Amazon Studios uh, interesting financed film there, um, which also was nominated for uh, foreign film, which is yes. cool because that Amazon is really that stretched out there with Roma. Yeah, um, well, I mean, they Netflix got they've got enough Cold money. Being, they do have enough money, uh, but cinematography is Cold War, The Favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star Is Born. So, I mean, we got a couple repeats in there. We do. Uh, the Golden Globes don't have an award for cinematography because they're they're they try to be as balanced as they can as far as television and film, and so they don't have as many because the Oscars is just film related. Um, with that being said. My pick is Roma for cinematography, as I just mentioned. That film, if anything, the directing and the cinematography were inc- incredible to me. Just as I was watching, whatever issues or qualms I had with the script or the pace of the film, the way that it looked and the way that it was directed were so breathtaking to me that it's something that i i think especially for myself and i'll go ahead and say that i think the academy is going to go ahead and say this that for cinematography roma is going to so my own personal opinion is that uh the favorite might win this uh i think that it was beautifully shot Mm -hmm. very very cool Mm -hmm. Uh, i just i really enjoyed pretty much all of it honestly it the cinematography was fantastic on that one uh, we never have a, a film that's set in like 18th century. No. You have something like that. It it has to be shot in a specific way, and either it, it it's has right or to it's be wrong. And I think and they got it right. They they movie. did this the right way. Yep. Uh, the pace is perfect. I mean, you can't go too fast. You can't go too slow. You can't have a Quentin Tarantino flow to those kind of movies. Right. Um. So I think Robbie Ryan could win this for the favorite. With that being said, I think the Academy goes with Roma. Yeah. I think I think it's whenever it's, you see a film nominated for double digit Oscars, it's hard to see them not win at least a couple of them. And uh, yeah, I think I think I think Roma's gonna they've got to clean up here. But hey, 
Let's go on to one that might lean a bit towards the favorite there. Uh, costume design. Mary Poppins Returns. They are nominated. Uh, all right. And that is all they will be. Uh, the costume <laughs> design, we have The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which, Coen Brothers film, produced. Really? Yeah, and featured by Netflix. So check that out. I will say, check it out. Do not misinterpret what I just said as I love that movie and you should definitely watch it because I love it. It means it's on Netflix and you can watch it. It means it's on Netflix. If somebody that you know has Netflix. I don't love that movie and I have a couple friends who have told me specifically that they would love to come on our podcast and talk about how much they like that movie and I said no I will not devote an entire episode to that that movie I'm surprised people are that into this film speaking of movies that are currently on Netflix Black Panther is also up for costume design it is and that's a little foreshadowing as far as my pick goes um, and then we have The Favorite, also nominated, Mary Poppins Returns nominated, and Mary Queen of Scots nominated for costume design. Um, and this isn't a Golden Globe uh, category here, um, and so we've just got my pick, Trey's pick, and what I think the Oscars will pick. So, as far as my pick goes, I think anytime we see a film like this, or a few films that are nominated like this, where there are these extravagant costumes, you tend to see the academy lean a little bit towards that old fashioned um you know so you're talking the favorite talking or the favorite, or, or mary, mary queen, queen of scots yes or you know yeah it, to some varying degree mary so Poppins, we'll say this but i mean that's i think different. the academy is going to pick the favorite to win costume design i agree with that but but i think we're on the same page here black panther sign me up for black panther all day man i costume come design, on that, you know that's for me i already said that i love this film i love marvel stuff give me some more african culture give me some more other people than old white people represented in movies it's fantastic i will love it if it's done the right way black panther is so much more than a superhero movie yeah it's not just so much it's not chadwick bosman in a black panther fun fact about chadwick bosman and black panther he was originally i mean he was always asked to be in that in that lead role as black panther originally Disney said that they wanted to have all of the people in Black Panther to have English accents because they thought if they did full-on African accents, it would be too much of a culture shock for their average viewer. And Chadwick Bosman said, we're either doing full African accents or I'm not doing this movie. And obviously they came around and obviously it was a great choice because why shy away from what's supposed to be the truth? Yeah, I, I read that article too and I think that that's completely fair. I mean, yeah. why why would there be a, well, a hidden country in, what is it, Africa? Yes. Why would they speak with an English accent? Whatever. We're not, we're not even talking about costumes at this point. The costumes are so cool in this yeah. because it's not just yeah. – it's, it's not just – like I said, one superhero costume. No. You're getting a ton of superhero costumes, one. Yeah. Two, you're getting these tribes yeah. uh, that oh. are within oh, yeah. Wakanda, and they are all they all have different garb, yeah. and it's all very cool, and it's all... Very authentic. With that being said, on to, I'll say, film editing. Nominated, we have Black Klansman, we have Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, The Favorite, and Vice... Um, this is another category that isn't featured in the Golden Globes, um, and so we just have our picks and what I think the Oscars will pick. Um, as far as things go for me, I think that Adam McKay has such an influential and original take on the way that he directs and edits films. Um, and I think that this is something, I mean, given that Trey and I are both people who are actively involved in the political scene, Obviously, this film is going to resonate more with us than maybe some people, but I think when you watch it, like Trey mentioned, with it's it's set up in the similar way as The Big Short, where you're being told a story of something that is so much higher than the average audience comprehension level, but it's broken down into a way that splits things up so that you understand it. Uh, and because of that, I think Vice should win the Oscar for film editing. And with that being said, I think the Academy may or may not side with me i think it's, i don't think they are i think it's up in the air between vice and bohemian rhapsody i was actually going to say that i personally think that john ottman with uh bohemian rhapsody yeah probably is going to take this one home uh beside acting beside everything else 
That's one thing that we talked about, though, is directing. there's a, there's a reason. <laughs> yes. Directing being yes. a key player here, that the director of this film was actually released from the film because shortly after they finished filming, or close to the end of them filming, he was uh, kicked off the film because um, some sexual assault allegations um, arose. And because of this, the editor of this film was kind of just given a lot of camera work to work with. There Not wasn't much direction. Yeah, there really. wasn't that director well, with the yeah, creative Well, if you don't ability. have a director, you don't have it's, much direction. It's hard to direct so the film. So editing yeah. has to be pretty hard when it's just, right. hey, here's your stuff. Make a linear story. Right, so if anything, editing in, in Bohemian Rhapsody is more important than anything as far as the timeline of putting that together. Well, yeah, you can't make it not chronological. Regardless, I think that this film was very good, and I think that my pick is Vice, Trey's pick is Bohemian Rhapsody, and I, as far as Oscars go, I think it's either the Vice or Bohemian Rhapsody. It's the split between the two of ours. With that being said, though... Um, move on to what do you think, Trace? Some makeup and hairstyling here. Yeah, um, there's category. only there's only th- uh, three, three films, films up for this. Uh, mm-hmm. You got Border, you got Mary Queen of Scots, and you have Vice. And so we got Greg Cameron, Kate Bisco, and Patricia Dehaney that are all going to win an Oscar for Vice. That is right. I mean, come on, yeah. I don't care. Uh, Christian Bale gained forty four pounds for this role. And he but looks he's just li- like him. Literally unrecognizable. They all look just like them. Steve Carell, Christian Bale, and Tyler Perry. You're you're showing these Amy guys. Amy Adams. Shout out Amy Adams. Shout out Amy Adams. You lucky um, to get farted on. <laughs> no, no, no. Basically, what I'm saying is that you're 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 chronicling these people over numerous decades, right? And it keeps up. These people oh my God, yeah, all from from a young age to gray hair, balding age. Yep. It stands. But when it comes to makeup, when you're transforming into another person, absolutely. Give me vice. Absolutely. Trey wants vice, I want vice, the academy wants vice. Wrap it up. Give the people what they want. Now, let's talk about some music, Trey. Give yeah. me original score. Okay, come on. Well, we've already started talking about some of these. Uh we got Black Panther here. Yep. We got Black Klansman. Yep. We got if the Beale Street could talk. There's Drop no the, the, the in there. If Beale Street could talk. White bread. Isle of Dogs. <laughs> and Mary Poppins Returns. All yeah. right, let's just scratch Mary Poppins off there. Yeah, Golden Globe went to First Man also, um, which is was not nominated for the uh, the Oscar there. I think that I. Ooh, this got, one's tough. It is this hard. Is tough music one. is hard for us because, because we both I'm, love music. Yeah, we're both almost as much as we love movies. We could do so, a podcast about music. Yeah. Um, if. Beale Street could talk. Yeah. And Black Panther are my two. Yeah, that's my... If Beale Street could talk, that's who I think the Academy's going to I think the pick. Academy's going to pick Beale yeah. Street, but and, I want Black Panther. And I pick Black Panther. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're it's, in agreement on that. It's yeah. so hard, but considering, you know, we got an original song from Black Panther nominee, mm-hmm. uh, All the Stars, I'll Fight is yeah. another one that's up but red, yeah no i red, think i think it does black. it does show there that with a film being nominated for both original score and original song obviously it had a lasting impact as far as music goes um but i think you know we've got our picks there we both think black panther but i think the academy with if Beale street could talk but as far as original song goes the nominees are all, All the, the stars. stars from Black Panther, as Trey mentioned. I'll Fight from RBG, which is the documentary about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, the Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins Returns. Shallow from A Star is Born. And When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is one of the only parts of The Ballad of Buster Scruggs that I enjoyed. With that being said, the Golden Globe went to Shallow from Lady Gaga and Mark Ronson. With that being said, the Golden Globe went to Shallow. My pick is Shallow. Trey's pick is... I'm going to go with Shallow. That's right you are. And so is the Academy. Shallow wins that Oscar right there. All right, Trey. What want to stick with sound here? Sound editing? Sound, sound mixing? editing. Sound editing. Yeah. We've got Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, and A Quiet Place. This is another award that does not have a Golden Globe. Don't forget category. about Roma. Sound editing, though, however, I will forget Roma as far as my pick. And Agreed. this is one award that I will give to Bohemian Rhapsody. It's hard to give an Oscar 
to a film that is called A Quiet Place. Right. So I'm scratching <laughs> off A Quiet Place. I'm scratching off Roma. You know what? First men, first man, first men on the moon. Wasn't a whole lot of sound up there either. <laughs> My two were between Black Panther and Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. you got to give it to Bohemian Rhapsody. Yep. I think that that's my pick. That's Trey's pick. I think that's the Oscars pick as well. Sticking with sound. Do you want to go into sound mixing? Yep, give it to him. So we got Black Panther. We got Bohemian Rhapsody. We got First Man. We got Roma. And we got A Star is Born. The only thing that I'm going to change up there is uh, I think A Star is Born, considering the fact that they actually, uh, you know, took the sound from these performances. They weren't lip syncing on these. Yep. And I think that the the mixing of this was fantastic. And you uh, almost just reignited my spark to want to talk about A Star Is Born for three okay. hours in a row. Well, no, so because I we also already, we we already did that for fifteen minutes of the pod. Yeah, um, people have already tuned out at this point because we talked about it for too long. I see. I love A Star Is Born. I think though with sound mixing, I don't know. I think that the Academy is going to pick a Human Rhapsody. I also think First Man is in there a little bit because it's a film that if you've seen it relies so heavily on the space in which there isn't dialogue and so it's a whole film dedicated to space travel and all this and so the sounds you hear and the editing that goes with that makes such a big deal as far as things go it was something that in the golden globes and a few other award shows kind of played a big deal as far as cleaning up on on sound awards however i i don't know i just love a star is born it's one of the best it's one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life i don't care like it's it's an incredible movie, but I think that the Oscars are going to go ahead and go with um, Bohemian Rhapsody. What do you think, Trey? I think it's got to be A Star is Born. Do you think so? I th- I think that that's what it needs to be. I've humbled, I've been humbled too many times, Trey. I don't think that so that's where I. we're at. <laughs> we're talking about movies, Trey. Oh. Um, with that said, we're going to get a little bit of a paradigm shift here. Production design. We've got Black Panther, First Man, The Favorite. Mary Poppins Returns and Roma. Um, this is another one. Didn't have a Golden Globes category. My pick, production design. When you have a film that's going to be taking you back into a century that is not even relevant anymore, and you can recreate it in such a seamless way, you're going to have my vote. So I picked The Favorite as far as my pick for this. Mine was actually between Black Panther and The Favorite. Favorite? Probably. Yeah. Black Panther is very close. I like it, but... But I think that a different Marvel... um, A a different Marvel film is probably going to win an Oscar coming up here. Yeah. Um, So I think that The Favorite is probably going to win this one. Sorry, Black Panther, but uh, Infinity Wars might clean up on... uh, Visual effects? Some different categories, yeah. Here we are. Visual effects. We've got Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin. Uh, First Man, also Ready Player One, which, uh, shout out to K-Bug, my brother, which we will agree on, is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Terrible adaptation. Terrible. In, In my life, I have not seen a worse adaptation of a book. With that being said, Solo, A Star Wars Story is one of the last ones as well. Um, this is another one, no Golden Globe for this, but my pick, Avengers Infinity War. I do not care about what the Academy thinks about not nominating Marvel or superhero yeah. films. I've seen all of these films that are nominated in this category. Avengers Infinity War, without a doubt, has the most unbelievable visual effects. My favorite franchise of films, the Marvel Universe, um, has to take this one home. Infinity yep. Wars is insane. insane. You best. have so many. I don't even have enough time to break we apart. Do a whole episode on that. We're going to we be might. doing. We yeah, probably will. Uh, yeah. If we don't, I quit. Infinity it has War. to win. It has to yes. win. With, no matter what. Uh, within my opinion, Solo being a very close second. Um, I think the Academy though is still on the fence about acknowledging the fact that superhero films are great. I think they're going to go with First Man, which is a bad choice in my opinion, but. But I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there so it's on record that uh, I said that I off. think that the Academy might pick First Man. We're both in agreement that Infinity War should win that award. I'm just saying I think they might flip on us. I don't know, man. All right, we'll, we'll so, see it. So, we'll see it. So we're going to go through pretty quick here on uh, writing here. Adapted screenplay. We got uh, 
the Ballad of Buster Scrubs. We got Ooh. Black Klansman. Yep. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me If no. Beale Street Could Talk? And A Star Is Born. I don't think A Star Is Born is going to win this one. No. Um, only because it's been See, adapted numerous times. That's the thing with screen- adapted screenplay means that it's, it's either it was already based written. on a book or a previous film. And a lot of times when it's based on a previous film, you're, you're not in the running really to to see this this is another one no golden globe trey what's your pick i think i'm gonna go with uh black landsman well trey you made this easy on all of us because that's my pick and that's the academy's pick yeah and with that we're going to uh stick with the topic of screenplays Mm -hmm. uh we're thinking about writing next yeah Uh, what's up what's up for uh the nominees here original screenplay we've got the favorite first reformed green book Roma and Vice. Um, for the Golden Globe, we saw Green Book take this one home. And personally, I didn't agree with that one, to be honest really? with you. Yeah. I saw Green Book. My girlfriend saw Green Book. We talked about it. I didn't get it. Don't get me wrong. Mahershala Ali, incredible actor, incredible performance. Viggo Mortensen, same way. I just thought it was lacking in the writing. I thought it there should have been more in there. And I know it was based on a true story, so maybe that's all the story was. So what do you think is going to win then? I like Vice, man. I don't know. I really, really? – I think that the idea behind that – Adam McKay, I think, just has an incredible way of telling stories. And I think – while I would say that I think I love the favorite – and I love the fact that that's a totally original idea. And so I think if that's what the award was for, as far as original screenplay based on a v- imagination, I would pick the favorite. But as we've talked about, you and I both really love politics. We love the idea of stories like that where you're learning about something that actually happened in a different aspect than what you thought of it before. I just really like the way that Vice was put together. And I think I would choose Vice. What do you think, Trey? I'm going with the favorite. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And I think that's I think that's what the Oscars are going to pick as well. Yeah, the Academy's yeah. going to pick. That's I think that's overall the best choice. Yeah. So um, what are we moving towards next year? Let's let's do some uh, animated stuff here. Okay. Well, you know easy what I, for me. You, I think we're both on the same page yeah. here. Animated feature film. We've got Incredibles two after a double digit year break after the first one here. They even actually in the theatrical release had a short video there of all the main voice actors for Incredibles 1 apologizing that it took so long for them to create a second film but saying that it was worth it and I I did think it was worth it as far as it, it was I, Pixar I doesn't let me down as far as animated feature film nominees though we had that we had Isle of Dogs which was from Wes Anderson who is one of my favorite directors unbelievable I, I love Wes Anderson we had Mirari um, Ralph Breaks the Internet which I thought was equivalent if not better than the first uh, Wreck-It Ralph movie uh, and then we had Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The Golden Globe went to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Incredible film. I pick Spider-Verse as my pick, and I think the Academy will pick it as Into the Spider-Verse is, I think that stands up with so many live-action films that I've seen, um, and it deserves animated feature film. Yeah. Um, language. Foreign language. I think that that one, uh, we don't even need to go through the nominees but we briefly Capernaum Gold War Never Look Away Roma Shoplifters Golden Globe went to Roma Oh that's a that's a surprise Interesting there No that's absolutely what I picked for it Yeah um, that's my pick too There's you can't pick anything else mm-hmm. uh, Roma's unbelievable The Academy's going for Roma too Of course they are Yeah some uh, short films here then. As far as documentary feature films, we had Free Solo. We have Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. Uh, my pick is Free Solo, which was an incredible documentary. I'm uh, a big fan of uh, RBG. I Yeah, I know. I'm a big fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I just... Staying alive, staying alive. <laughs> But that talks about, you know, the exceptional life and career of the U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, who has developed just a breathtaking legacy and has become, you know, an unexpected pop culture icon. As yeah, well, which, which I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Yeah, but I, I think Free Solo, just that, and that's from my personal opinion, and that's from being someone who's so invested in politics. I love hearing those stories. I just think this year we had a lot of 
biopic. Like I'm not a fan of the biopic. Yeah, and we've talked about this. I think that we've. I'm gone... a fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but I like Free Solo. I pick Free Solo, but I think that the Academy is going to pick RBG, and you pick that as well. And I, yeah, yeah, I think that's where they're going to lean. Um, moving forward, though, as far as documentaries go, the the short films nominated were Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night. At the Garden and period end of sentence. Um, fun fact: if, as we've talked about, we have these streaming services getting into the game here. End game and period end of sentence are both actually Netflix produced uh, short films. There that were yeah. both nominated for yeah. Oscars. However, though, I think Black Sheep should win. Um, yeah, that's with Chris Farley. <laughs> this this is a short film. As much as Trey likes to make jokes, and I'm not taking away at all from his um social uh relevance here this short film really lasted with me it it starts after the killing of damola taylor which was a high profile killing in europe in which a, a black child was stabbed to death and it's a telling of a individual his name's cornelius and he talks about how after seeing that on television hearing that coverage how he started to realize how being black and living in in a world where it's predominantly white really affected his day-to-day life and how he had not realized that prior to that happening. And it's something, like I said, I think this is a category of film that I think needs to be explored some more. Um, Trey and I both being white and having not experienced those issues of cultural diversity i i just think that when we are able to see this in a form such as film which we are so immersed in it really makes you take a step back and think about things in a different yeah, way yeah it it gives us a viewpoint that we don't always get to see in our everyday lives mm-hmm. it gives us visual into something that we don't see with our own eyes and that's actually why I, as much as I'm joking about the name Black Sheep, I very much so believe that this this should win, and deservedly so. This is one that I watched and had to decompress afterwards. Yeah, and that's one, it's it's, it's on uh, Amazon as well, so if you have that subscription service, make sure Prime. to check that yeah. one out. It's only 25, 26 minutes or so. So I picked that one, Trey's got that one, and I think the Oscars going to roll that one as well. And with that being said... Short films. The animated that are nominated are Animal Behavior, Bow, Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and Weekends. One thing I'll say... I'm actually going to take a step back from this one. I have not seen any of these, so I cannot speak on these. I'm going to yeah. let you take uh, <laughs> take point. And I will say short films are something that I am I love. I'm very invested in. I try my hardest to find a way to watch these every year. Now that I know these are featured at the DIA every year, really makes me excited about it for the future. But with that being said, as far as animated, I think Bow being the Pixar nomination is one that uh, will probably find itself in the winning category there. Um, I also did like one small step. Um, if you do have a chance to watch these, definitely take a look at that one. That was one that really stuck with me. I loved all of these, um, but Bow definitely was one I think might take home the award there. As far as live action films, these were all very dark this year. And that's something that I'm not not afraid of. That's something that I definitely immerse myself in. But I think that uh, all the ones that were talked about here were definitely incredible, and I have not forgotten about any of them. Uh, with that being said, a couple stood out to me. Detainment being one, uh, which was based on the true story of uh, the two children who were uh, tried as adults as the youngest case ever of children who were tried as adults in the history of the world. Um, that was incredible. I would definitely check that one out if you have a chance. The children acting in that film were awesome. Um, but with that being said, this year I saw one of the most impactful, one of the most incredible short films I've ever seen in my entire life, and that was Skin. Um, that was one that was a, another, as we've mentioned so far in this podcast, racially motivated film, uh, one that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I hope that is widespread throughout. It's actually been announced it's going to be made into a feature-length film, and that's something I'm very excited about. I hope it's an incredible adaptation. Film is something that is definitely an aspect that should be used to show people just how much you can make an influence on things in day-to-day life, and I think Skin does an incredible job of that. 
So I hope with all my heart that that one wins that because I think it's so important that people see the recognition they deserve for making that film and that it brings other people to watching that as well. With that being said, though, Trey, you want to move on to our uh, yeah I, crown I, jewel this here? Is, uh, this is the final and, I mean, potentially the most important yeah. uh, category of the Oscar season. Black Panther. Yep. We got Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. We got Bohemian Rhapsody. We got The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Yep. So, like I've said earlier, I'm a big fan of Marvel. Well, we'll say this first. The Golden Globe for the drama category went to Bohemian Rhapsody, and the comedy slash musical category went to Green Book. That changes nothing. <laughs> I just want people to know where the voters so, went. So, as much as I love Black Panther, yep. it's not going to do it for me. Nope. Black Klansman, very good. It's got yeah. some comedy. It's very real. It's still... It's based on a true story. It's, it's a great it's, adaptation. It's a great adaptation, but um, it stands up in today's political climate. This Bohemian, need. Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think it stands up to everything that it's chalked up to be. I don't think that it wins this one. Mm-hmm. Green Book kind of the same as Black Klansman. It holds social uh, pertinence and makes complete sense in this time. Okay. Roma, kind of the same. Uh, the Favorite is one of those uh, period pieces, but it, it does a very good job of being so. Yeah. I'll it, say this about Roma too. We did pick it as best foreign film. and so Which is kind of something factor. that's going to... That's the reason why we're both going to scratch it off our ballot here yeah, uh, for because, Best Picture. Because we because know how they're, the Academy they're, works. They're not going to pick they're not going to pick it for both foreign film and yeah. best picture. Yep. Unfortunately, that's just how the politics of that go. Um, speaking of politics, vice, I want it really bad, but, um, a star is born. That one's going to take it home. I want it to personally. Oh, true. That makes me so happy. That you just I'm, that. I, I, I've seen a handful of these films. Like I said, I love Marvel films. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so into it. A Star Is Born is my personal favorite of these films. It made me feel the most in my body. Yep. Um, no, I, I I felt a genuine connection to it. Um, a Star Is Born is an incredible film, and that's why, like that's we it. said, we're gonna we're gonna devote we an will episode we will to unpack it. the whole. We'll thing. Let you guys. I don't care if you're listening to this right now and you think you know everything you ever knew about A Star Is Born. I promise you, you don't. And we'll be talking about it so much more at length, and I will be so happy to watch that film a couple more times before we talk about it. I've already seen it four times. So, uh, with that being said, Trey, your pick is A Star is Born. Correct. That's my pick, too. But I have to say this. I think the Academy sucks in certain ways. I'm not going to disagree there. Here's what I have to say, because they did announce at the end of last year that they were going to be adding a popular film category to the Oscars, which a lot of people were really upset about because they thought it was just going to be like the top grossing film category. And so the Oscars determined they were going to take it out. This is my issue with The Star is Born. The Academy tries so hard to differentiate themselves from the average moviegoer that I think that when you have a movie like A Star is Born, where every single person that sees that movie recognizes that it's an incredible movie, the Academy has to make some kind of effort to determine that they're different and that this isn't actually as great as every single person thinks they are. It's it's the the anti-mob mentality. Exactly. You don't want to be like everybody else. Exactly. Which, unfortunately for this film, may, may hurt it overall. Yes. And so I think... If they had added that popular film category, which I don't want them to add because I think it doles down the pristine category of the Oscars, it would win the popular. Yeah, but film that's category. that's not what we want. That's we, not what I want. want it what to, I want uh, is it to win Best Picture. And but what I think like I said, will win Best Picture: No Black Panther, No Black Klansman. Not really Bohemian Rhapsody. Dude, I think it's going to be Green Book. I think I think they're going to give it to Green Book, and it's going to hurt me so much because the acting in that film from two characters was very good, but I, I don't get it, man. I don't – I think it was lacking. I think – I and, I and it's hard because a lot of times I get it. Like we're both writers. We both are – 
avid film reviewers and critics, it's so much easier to critique something than to create something. Absolutely. I will say that forever. I can I can attest to that. But I just think you could add something more, and that's where I think where why I wanted to mention the fact that Viggo Mortensen's character, his son, is the one that wrote the screenplay because he wrote it as his dad told him. So he just wrote it as is. I'm curious what it would have been like if they had someone else influence it to add something more Hollywood. Yeah, that's that's one because point I of think view. that film needed something more. Like, sure, it's based on a true story, but how many based on true story films do you see that don't have an article or five written after that were like, here's what was actually true and yeah. here's what was what hollywood made it better than what it was that happens i mean that happened with bohemian rhapsody exactly yeah you need well and they dulled some of that down to the same point but that's a whole nother thing all i'm saying is i think the oscars might pick green book at the same time like i said there's that controversy with the screenplay writer of that who is the son of one of the main characters um, that might steer the Oscars away from that. Trey and I both think that A Star Is Born is is more than deserving. Of I think it's Oscar. a fantastic film, and I think that it deserves everything that it's going to get uh, this coming weekend. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, we are coming to a close on not arguably, definitely our, our longest, uh, longest episode, episode. but more We're, more than deserving. When you got a podcast, yeah, about, I mean, we, about movies. We had what to break are we down talk about. We had to break down a lot of stuff. Here. Yeah. So I hope that everybody enjoyed it. Uh, with that being said, um, that's what we've got to say about our Oscars episode. And we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully our picks are close, if not all right. Yeah. If not, just look out. If you ever see Amy Adams at a bar, just go fart on her for me. 